Welcome to um, Season 2, Episode 2 of Faith and Friendship Spoken Here, our podcast, which is a collaboration between the Communications and Mental Health Ministries of Saints Isidore and Maria Parrish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. So I wanted to say welcome, Michelle, and we're looking forward to chatting a bit this episode about prayer. We've both been thinking a lot about it and implementing it in different ways. The reason that I'm thinking about it was, well, my own prayer life changed. My awareness of prayer changed or I became aware of it, I should say, really with the pandemic, like so many other things that we've become aware of or seen in a different way or a new light. Somebody said to me through the course of our work with our Bible study that Jesus is not up somewhere controlling everything. During the pandemic, it was such a scary time. and I mean, it still is in many ways. But the idea that he's with us on the ground dealing with this just as we are, just like as if he's one of us. And that idea for me was so comforting. I had never thought of that before. I always just thought I'm praying to God and to Jesus to make things better and solve all these problems on earth. And the idea that wait a minute. No, he's with us. He's helping us to get through this. That changed it all for me. So I grew up learning these prayers, the Our Father and the Hail Mary and the Glory Be. I mean, we learned them from the time we were made our first reconciliation and praying all the way through church, you know, as a family. And and we had these prayers that we said everybody's name every night. Those were our bedtime prayers. Growing up, that's what I learned, and I I still say them, but now I have different names in them. But that was sort of my understanding of prayer. It's this very formal prayer to God, doing my duty as a good Catholic and um, doing what I was supposed to be doing and asking for help, but not really understanding what it was. And then recently having this awareness of, wait, I'm asking for God or Jesus to help me through this. And that was just opened up a whole new light for me with prayer. Mm. You know, we have been talking about prayer and we do our novena prayer, all of that kind of things. But I was not a cradle Catholic. I got confirmed. I was probably in my early 20s. So I was learning the prayers as I went to my adult CCD class. And upon the night that we were confirmed, we got our certificate from the church and then they had all the prayers printed out for us, all the main prayers, okay. so that we could really start using them and really start learning them a little bit better. It mattered to learn them, but what mattered to me was that I prayed. That's really all that mattered to me. He would get the logistics. I'm a Catholic now. I'm, I'm learning the prayer ropes here, if you will. I was just praying. And I was just finding solace in doing that because it was a pretty rough time. My mom had passed and I was just looking for some guidance and I found it in the church. I was just looking at this and thinking about my prayers being a little weaker back then. I have a reading and it says, uh, St. Paul tells us, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Romans eight twenty six. Hmm. We don't oh. have to pray perfectly. That reminds me of one of Father Mark's homilies in October. Father Mark, if you're listening, I listen to your homilies and they really speak to me. You had a whole homily about prayer. 
you likened it to how a child often will find the parent or the adult that is more likely to bend, if you will. The child wants something really bad and asks that parent a million times or does a lot of chores and finds the parent that was more likely to make that happen. And he likened that to prayer, how a lot of us, myself included, that's kind of how I learned about prayer. Just like you pray for somebody to get better or you pray for the war to be over or you pray for things to be solved or things to be fixed. And not only is it not about that, but God is just happy Father said to hear us have the conversation and just hear our voices. And Michelle, like you said, it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's not about having all the words or we say a specific prayer at a specific time. There is need for that. And certainly there's value to that, of course. All the very structured prayers like rosary and like the formal repetition of chaplets and so forth, all the things that we've been learning about, that of course, is so valued. But just the conversation of me going to God as if he's a friend, that's something that I've been learning, that he's there for us to have this friendship, this relationship with, which is something that's a very new concept for me, to have a relationship with God or with Jesus by way of prayer. That's how we talk to him. And that's the way he talks to us. So this has been such a new concept for me, but I love the idea of that conversation, that dialogue. Yeah, I agree. And knowing we were going to do this podcast, I found a website, Learning How to Pray Catholic. I believe it's beginningcatholic.com. They had some very insightful things, kind of what you're alluding to right now. One of the writers said, you'll also make prayer a part of the fabric of everyday life. You can find God in all the normal tasks of daily life. Seek him there. So like you said, he is fully with us. I think we just have to let go and let him be with us instead of having that relationship we've been, he's here waiting for us to say what we need when really he's amongst us and enjoying our successes, Mm -hmm. the ups and downs he's with us for all of it. I really liked that website. It's got some good things on there. and. There's another quote. It says, it is possible to offer fervent prayer even while walking in public or strolling alone or seated in your shop while buying or selling or even while cooking. So really kind of shows that anything, anytime, anywhere, you can pray and it's okay to do that. I like that. I didn't always talk to God that way, but recently I have been when I'm in the garden or when I'm picking up the laundry or, you know, I'm on my way to work. Tonight I said a prayer on the way into work because I wasn't sure what I was going to say. And I prayed to the Holy Spirit, please just give me the right words to get through this interaction. And um, I had the right words. So Holy Spirit was working, finding that key to this magical kingdom that just is so comforting. And all we have to do is ask. So I was listening um a few months ago, I'd played this for my clients and, and some of my um, my groups. So I'm trying to teach them about spirituality. And it was a short segment on NPR. And it was by an author named Anne Lamott, who she's in recovery. She speaks about that. But she wrote a book, and the book is called Help, Thanks, Wow, Three Essential Prayers. And her prayers are just these single words, help, thanks, or wow. She talked about just boiling it all down to these simple 
request for help, a prayer of gratitude, and then just a prayer of being in awe. Sort of its simplest forms, I refer back to that. That really means something to me, this book, and hearing her speak about it. There is a quote from this book that I just wanted to read to you. I just wanted to share with you. And so Anne Lamott says, So prayer is our sometimes real selves trying to communicate with the real, the truth, with the light. It is us reaching out to be heard, hoping to be found by a light and warmth in the world instead of darkness and cold. Even mushrooms respond to light. I suppose they blink their mushroomy eyes just like the rest of us. And she goes on to say, Light reveals us to ourselves, which is not always so great if you find yourself in a big, disgusting mess, probably of your own creation. But like sunflowers, we turn toward light. Light warms, and in most cases, it draws us to itself. And in this light, we can see beyond our modest receptors to what is way beyond us and deep inside. Her basic theme was just to have that connection with God. Father Mark also mentioned this in his homily, that sometimes all we can utter with our imperfect selves, our imperfect language is just help, the word help. And that's all that God needs. That is enough of a request. He knows if we allow him in and we allow for that space for him, we don't have to know the answer. We don't have to know what's next if we just turn our will over to him. This leads me to the idea of in the Our Father. I've been thinking a lot about the meaning of those words. I've said the prayer my whole life, and only recently have I really thought about it. And every time I say Our Father and I get to the part where thy will be done, it almost makes my voice catch every time because now I understand that. Like I'm not praying. I've told my kids, God is not a magician. He doesn't just sprinkle magic dust and everything goes away or you get what you want. God is there to help us get through the hard times or to support us in the painful times of the loss. But it's his will that we have to accept it. It might not be what we want or what we think we need or whatever dream of, but it's us learning to accept what he knows is best for us, which is like a parent knows what's best for their child. So I don't know, making mm-hmm. all these connections all over the place with this like zigzagging, but they're all like with bounds for me. No, it's good. I like the three words. I'm definitely trying to do thanks a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone even does something small, I thank God. I was like, wow, that was really kind of them. Thank you for having them in my life to do that for me or thank you for this beautiful weather. I'm able to walk my dog and it's so nice out. It's a good feeling. It's definitely a connection for sure. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail, but several years back, there was something I was wanting for many years mm-hmm. and um, it just wasn't happening. And at the time I was praying and lighting candles and I was all in with the prayer. And then when it it just didn't happen, I took a step back and I said, okay, they say there's a reason for everything and let's just try to wrap ourselves around that a little bit. And uh, God's plan is a lot better than anything I planned for. That's for sure. Well, I am thankful that didn't work out for me because I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. So his plan it's good. It's amazing. Yeah. We think we know what we want or we think we know what's best, like trying to find a great job or I want something to work out or how come I, I'm not publishing my book yet. 
<laughs> but maybe it's not supposed to happen yet. That's what I want, but maybe that's not supposed mm -hmm. to happen right now or ever. I just wanted to share something just about the idea of this conversational prayer. I have this little booklet called Conversational Prayer by Brother Craig Driscoll. Now I got this, I don't know, I feel like I got it with my mom one time, a, a maybe a, I just like the title of it. And I thought like, oh, that's me. Like I'm not good at formal stuff. I'm very informal. Well, I never really opened it, but I always just kept it. It never felt right about getting rid of it. And so maybe that's, this is the reason that I hung on to it, but it speaks to the informal style of having that nice dialogue with a friend. If we think of God as our friend, the way that you cultivate a relationship is really just talking with a friend and letting them know like, oh, this is a hard day mm. for me. Or like, hey, this great thing happened. And you're letting your friend know, thinking of God in that way, like, hey, I have this problem or how am I going to pay this bill? I'm really worried about this thing with my kid. And that's just a style that I guess really works. And so I was doing a little bit more reading and Matthew Kelly's book, Rediscover Catholicism, which is another book I always meant to read. And I had it on my shelf and I just opened it. I thought maybe there's a chapter about prayer. And of course there is. But he actually referenced Fiddler on the Roof, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. The main character, Tevya, when I thought about it, he spends the entire movie having this conversation with God. And just constantly asking him questions, just in conversational tone. I just always love that about the character. And I always kind of marveled at like, hey, you could talk to God like that. He would know what he needed to do because God would speak to him in that way. I love that reference. And then Matthew Kelly goes on to say, perhaps this is what Paul had in mind when he wrote, pray constantly. And that's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. So I really like that. And then that sparked me thinking there was a book that, I mean, I'm dating myself, but I read it every year and I still have it. I still read it every summer because it's like a tradition for me. But uh, Judy Bloom's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And that book is one of my favorite books, but it's right in the title there. This girl is having a conversation with God and she was just struggling with her identity, but trying to figure out she wasn't raised in a faith because her parents in this character wanted her to have the decision to make when she grew up, but she felt like she needed something. And so she would have these conversations with God. And um, by the end, she did get some resolution, but like that popped into my head. And I thought, well, like another connection. So maybe I've been thinking about this my whole life. Or these different things have been laying a foundation of prayer my whole life. And now it's starting to take form. And um, I just think it's really, it's very exciting in a way. I didn't think hmm, I would ever be talking about prayer. <laughs> Well, I have to say, are you there, guys? Me, Margaret. That's like a rite of passage. Oh, like uh, all teenage girls, honestly, probably read that. And now that we're dissecting things a little bit, yeah, she is trying to work on her faith. And at that age, a lot of young girls are trying to figure things mm -hmm. out too. That book just that brought back a lot of memories when I first read it. The fact you still read it every yeah. summer, I guess I need to get a copy yeah. and refresh my memory yeah. a little bit. It's been a very long time. But you know, what I was thinking while you were talking about some of that stuff and you know, we kind of have it a little bit here. And you said, what if I could say little prayers with great love and intent? And how about some of our conversations that we have with one another mm -hmm. are intentional mm -hmm. and we're coming from a loving, caring place. So why don't we talk like that with the Lord, right? Yeah. 
Great love and intent. I like that. I like that you had that on here. I like that a lot. I was thinking of Mother Teresa, do little things with great love. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, what's the practical application? That's my favorite phrase. Practical application of that in terms of prayer. So what if we said little prayers throughout the day or all the time, not just when we need something or when something big or troubling is happening? I think that's what God wants. God wants us to talk to him about everything and anything and not hold back. And that reminds me of what you started out with, Michelle, at the beginning when you said weaving the prayer, how important the ritual of prayer and making it happen throughout our day, not just when I remember or just on Sundays or just at night, but, you know, making that formal commitment to ourselves and to God that this dialogue is ongoing. It doesn't just stop with one prayer and I say amen and that's it for the day till tomorrow. But the practice of it, I think that's the word, practice, the practice of prayer, whether it's formal Mm -hmm. or or informal or conversational prayer, just the practice of it, like anything. If we practice anything, we get better at it. So if we practice prayer, maybe we'll get better at that too. Yeah. I mean, and at work, there's certainly many occasions at work to use prayer, not just looking for strength, but When there's a little victory with a client or something, just doing that, like that author said, how quick and easy that is. We can incorporate some of this into our our workday for sure. I think this is a valuable topic. And I think maybe the older we get, we're getting more insightful. I don't know if that's the case, but I I think we're really taking a step back. And looking at these things like prayer. Yeah, thank you. One of the things I'll end with, um, again, going back to Father Mark's homily, that he said prayer gives us three things we can't give ourselves. Greater faith, more certain hope, and more perfect love. And he says prayer is not getting what we want, but getting what we need. Prayer is the source and the beginning Mm -hmm. of all our relationships in our lives. And I thought that was really powerful for me to think of prayer. Yeah, that's profound. That is profound, Father Mark. (laughs) And really, Michelle, like you said, prayer changes through our lives. It's not stagnant and it shouldn't be, but it evolves just like we evolve and we have a different understanding of it from when you entered the faith and from how I was raised in the faith. We had an understanding of what prayer was at that time or what we needed it to be or what we were taught. Mm -hmm. And now we've evolved to need it for other things or to realize it can serve other purposes. And I love that. I love the idea of that. Mm. All right. That's a great way to end it. It was nice getting together with you again on our second episode. And I look forward to next month. We will be in the holiday season, the thick of things. So yeah, we'll be talking about some of that next month. Thank you, Laura. It was a great conversation tonight. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to the beginning of Advent, but trying to be in the moment. So just trying to enjoy these last moments of the trees, losing the last of their leaves and a little bit of warm weather and a little bit of rain and looking forward to the coming weeks and what else we have in store. So thank you, Michelle. Thanks. Laura and Michelle with Faith and Friendship Spoken Here, a production of the Mental Health and Communications Ministries of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. 
We'd love to get your feedback on and topics for the podcast moving forward. Send those along to contact at isadoreandmaria.org. That's contact at isadoreandmaria.org. Thanks to our pastor, Father Mark Sislenko, for supporting this project. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us.